0: Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 57. Well, time is just moving and passing and it seems like ages ago that we celebrated our first podcast anniversary. Now, we're into the home straight of looking at side hustles we can start from our passions, with this week being the last week of our introductory podcasts, and this week looking at side hustles you can start from what you can produce. Now, The first question I hear is, what's the difference between things you can make and things you can produce? And the answer is, not much really, except with things you can produce, you're likely to be using a niche skill that others are looking for or that others are searching for in terms of content that they want to consume. Take, for example, if you're able to produce music videos or produce music or write novels or produce films or write plays. These are the kinds of skills that would ordinary fall under this podcast episode. And just by the kind of titles they have, you can see that we're looking at some niche skills here. That said, you will always know from listening to this podcast that niche is one of our favourite words, so we're not going to let the narrowness of the field put us off, are we? Now, like any other of the three areas we've looked at in the last three episodes of the podcast, there are huge numbers of people waiting for your production, whatever that may be. How do we know this? Well, since the lockdown began, for example, one of the biggest growing areas has been the online streaming of films, music and theatre productions. I mean, who knew that people going to a club online or the theatre online or providing great musical performances online would become such a thing in huge numbers. Hundreds of thousands of people have been taking part in plays, sing-alongs theatre productions and film casts all over the world. And if you have a social media account, you will have seen lots of adverts popping up in your social media streams from actors, playwrights, film producers, music producers and all manner of professionals in the production industry who've realised that there's money to be made from teaching others to produce things and doing that teaching online. So where do you come in? Well, if your passion's in the production field, there isn't a better time than now to start thinking about putting your thing out there. There is no reason why you shouldn't create your side hustle by starting off small with one of your production pieces and indeed, what you're likely to find is that creating your pieces are quite easy, but knowing what to do with them is where the difficulty comes in. Traditionally, the world of produced pieces of work is a tough nut to crack because it's about who you know and it's about reputations in the industry since it's reputations that guarantee that people will be encouraged to to see your stuff. A bit like knowing that any film with Denzel Washington in it will galvanise a certain audience no matter what Denzel does. But it's about knowing where to get those starter breaks if you're new to the game so your thing gets in front of the eyes of someone in the relevant industry who might see it and might want to see more and who also has the clout to make things happen and it's about being in the right place at the right time. Now, when produced pieces of work are your heart's desire, there has traditionally been very little room to manoeuvre until now, because of the stranglehold that a few key industry people have over the production field. Remember I said, there's no such thing as new to the game. Because platforms like Facebook and YouTube in particular have completely transformed the market for produced pieces of work. I certainly never thought I would see the day when big production companies would be trawling through YouTube and Facebook looking for the next big thing. But that's exactly what's happened. And it has happened for many, many people who would otherwise never have stood a chance of getting their thing in front of influential eyes. Take one of the most successful YouTube channels available today. KSI spelled K-S-I-O-L-A-J-A-D-E-B-T, which is run by a young 20-something-year-old called J.J. Olatunji is a grime artist of sorts from Watford. And he's prolific. His latest album will drop in May this year. Now, KSI, as he's more reliably known, has built his whole grime following via his YouTube channel, where he talks music, gaming, FIFA, and recently completed a pay-per-view amateur boxing match, which is available for streaming at a price. Now, you might ask, what does that have to do with production? The point I'm trying to make is that KSI used the building up of a following to put eyes on his grime music. And once people began to have eyes on his grime music, he began to connect with his audience in such a way that it left that audience coming back to see what else KSI could do. And KSI is not alone. Grime as an art form is probably the best example I can give you for how to create side hustles from what you know, and is also the best example for how the internet has changed the game for ordinary people whose main talent is their ability to perform pieces of work. Grime has produced some of the most successful artists in the current music era with the likes of Skepta, Wiley, Stormzy, Chip, Getz, Lady Leisure, Stosh, Lady Furious, Lioness and a personal favourite of mine, Little Sims, with these artists gathering some of the biggest audiences online to hear their productions, none of which is likely to have happened on this scale, were it not for the opportunities that they created to put out content to their own direct audiences online. And what they did was to play their produced pieces directly to people who were looking for that kind of content and in the process they've grown their audiences to eventually make millions of pounds and dollars from the sale of mixtapes, online concerts, endorsements and advertising. Money which the artists then use to bring their music from the online world into what I call the brick and mortar world which is exactly what some of the main grime artists I've just mentioned have done. KSI, for example, made £2.9 from his YouTube earnings alone in 2018, having started his YouTube channel in 2008 and relaunching it in 2009. And the point is that whilst it's great to have a record deal, It's not the only way to get your stuff out there. If your stuff is good and you know how to consistently reach an audience, that is as good as anything else that is out there that you can have a try at. Now, whilst grime is one form of side hustle made up from what you can produce, conscious programming is another with Gokush TV being one of the most successful and high-profile types of such productions here in the UK. And similarly, The Breakfast Club, which has 4.4 million subscribers, has grown to be one of the most powerful African-American online rap, hip-hop and general all-round African-American current affairs productions in the US. I mean, The Breakfast Club has grown to the point that if you're trying to get a following, no matter who you are, if you don't go on The Breakfast Club, then you're nobody. Both productions are changing the game of reaching African descent audiences across the world, with The Breakfast Club Online emerging in 2010, and having grown to 4.4 million subscribers, and Got Kush TV emerging in 2016 with thousands of subscribers and growing. Similarly, whole new programme genres have been conceived and have been both produced and birthed online. Mark Angel, is the biggest YouTuber in Africa and one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. Starting in 2013, he started his comedy video storytelling, which detailed his everyday life with his two nieces, Emanuela and Success. Basically, just making him look like an idiot. And if you've ever seen these videos, they're really, really funny. And you can see that Mark Angel doesn't have fancy backgrounds. He's just a great storyteller, such that his content has now been viewed over 1 billion times. And Mark Angel now has 6 million YouTube followers on his YouTube channel. Similarly, after mainstream television and theatre companies declined to be involved in such projects, they're now coming back with their tail between their legs, begging to be given the chance to stream black content. Don't believe me? Just go to Netflix and type in African Films and you'll see one of the biggest collections of African Films available for you to watch, starting with The Wedding Party, one of the biggest grossing African films, which began its life on YouTube and successfully crossed over to both streaming and prepaid platforms. If you're into this stuff, then my guess is that you'll already be writing your own content and perhaps even sharpening your skills with platforms like Masterclass.com, which is the newest emerging platform that brings together some of the world's best production practitioners, who for a subscription fee of about £75, which is about $90 for one class, or an all-round pass for $180 per year, if you're taking multiple classes, will teach you high quality content aimed at sharpening your skills by learning from the best. Spike Lee's on there, alongside a whole host of other well-known film producers. Chandra Rimes is available to learn from in the writing section, along with other literary greats. Whilst you can find Timberland presenting a music production and beats masterclass in the music section, whilst Stefan Curry, Simone Biles and Serena Williams can be found giving masterclasses in the sports and games section. And it's all about making high quality teaching accessible to the masses. Now, I've produced this episode of the podcast to show you that it's never been easier to make a start in the production arena of side hustle creation. Even if you think your stuff isn't good enough, and you just want to tighten up on your craft. It's the making the start that's the most important thing you can do for your craft and your confidence. Even whilst you're learning, there's no harm in starting to build up your audience now by starting a YouTube channel and putting out little snippets of what you've produced, to see what reaction you get from the audience you're trying to build. Now, I know there are hundreds of thousands of people who are on YouTube and Facebook, all trying to get noticed and all competing with you for those pairs of eyes that they want focused on their thing. But what will make you stand out from that noisy crowd is the what else you do to keep in touch with your audience whilst you're producing content. For example, you can support your audience's engagement and reactions by doing things like creating quizzes or surveys about your content that invite the audience to give their views about what works or what doesn't work for them. Or you can even invite the audience to suggest content or suggest endings to your content, or even inviting audiences to choose between two different directions for the next piece in a series of pieces of content that you're producing, all of which are designed to engage an audience and keep their eyes on your thing. There are so many people putting their greatest work on YouTube and other vlogging sites in the belief that their stuff Just being good enough is enough to get people flocking to see their thing, to subscribe to their thing and to then support their thing in enough numbers that the income will come rolling in. Well, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know that that simply is not the case. The issue isn't that your content isn't good enough and therefore the audience should come. But instead, the issue is about answering the key question of how does your audience know you are there? If you can get the answers to this question, you will address the key point of making sure you have a regular and meaningful connection with your audience so they keep coming back for more of your thing. All of the successful vloggers that I've mentioned have that one thing in common. All of them found a way to continue to keep in touch with their audiences to make sure their audiences kept coming back to watch their productions. Don't believe me? just think about any online site you subscribe to. And I mean anything other than music streaming sites. Also, think about people whose content you follow regularly and think about what keeps you coming back for more or to check on the latest video to drop on their site. And you'll understand that what keeps you coming back is that you know about their content you like their content and you trust the content they're putting out. And you do all three to the extent that it keeps you coming back for more. So, when you're putting out content, you should also be seeking to create this effect so that your audience keeps coming back for more. And one of the ways you can do this is by linking your content together across different social media sites so that your audience can see as much information about you and your work so that it steers them to your thing. For example, if you're a Twitter user, you could tweet about a blog post that you've written that talks about the inspiration for a production piece that you've created. And then you can put a link on your Twitter feed to that blog post so that when the audience goes to that blog post, the audience might then see a link to the actual piece that you've produced. And they can either read your blog post or click straight onto the link to get straight to viewing the piece that you've produced. And let's face it, a number of people will have gone to read your post just to get that link so they could watch your piece. It's this sort of linking and attracting your audience to your content that will keep your audience circling around you for your thing and will help to build up a loyal following. You also have to remember the living your best life in Africa rule But it can take time, hard work and commitment to build your side hustle from scratch with a standard path of three to five years as the usual yardstick I put forward. And with production pieces, it could take a little bit longer the average length of time that it has taken from the successful content producers I spoke about earlier is about six to eight years. Now, allowing yourself that time might seem like a long time, especially if you need to earn extra money now. But the key is not to rush, but instead, to invest the time in doing your thing right and doing your thing well, whilst you simultaneously deal with the pressures of needing to make extra money by trying to raise small amounts of cash in other ways. And if you scroll through the podcast episodes, I've done several podcasts Given you ideas about how you can raise extra cash from the money you have. All you need to do is just go back and re-listen to those podcasts. As I've said in the previous three side hustle startup podcasts, the key thing here is to make a start, no matter how good, bad or ugly you think your stuff is. You only need to get a small amount of the market focusing on your thing in an active way to make this work. So, the sooner you start, the sooner you can put a stake in the ground and start committing to producing great content. If you're interested in any of the sites I've mentioned in the podcast, you'll find the podcast links to those sites at the end of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. Just go to the show notes and scroll to the bottom of those show notes and you'll find the links there. As always, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Don't forget to like my content and don't forget to let others know that we're here by sharing my content. We want to try and reach as many people as possible as we strive to build an alternative future that we are in control of so we can live our best lives in Africa, in a hot country of our dreams or anywhere else that we choose as long as we have that control. Until next week, it's been great spending this time with you and I look forward to sharing with you next week. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and until next week, I'm out.